Broadcasting from the Superbook Sports Studios, KTUS AM 1060, Tempe, Phoenix, and KSLX HD2, Scottsdale, Phoenix. It's now time to enter the Sports Zone with your host, Bob Kemp. No balls, two strikes. At the belt, McCarthy backing up to the wall, and that's gone. Matt McLean, the one-time Diamondback first-round pick, hits a grand slam, and the Reds bust this thing wide open. 82 pitches for Fought, 60 strikes, and there goes one more. Three consecutive home runs for the Reds. Part of Cincinnati's payroll restructuring. And they've rebuilt themselves a contending ball club in the NL Central. They're only a game and a half out. That's down the line. And fair, it's in the corner. And Steer with terrific speed is on the run. J.R. House going to wave him home. Marte's relay is not in time. Braley heads into third. He gets himself up to get that run home. And it's 4-3 Cincinnati. Barkley muscling forward. Barkley, what an effort. And he is in. Third down and four. Borgay throws. End zone right side. Conyers hauls it in. Three touchdowns, and that one was spectacular. Man to man at the top on the freshman. And they're going to run it with Wiley. And he's got the first down. Wiley is gone. Michael Wiley, touchdown Arizona. 51 yards. You see, they can go from worst to first. We see it every year from within a division. And. This year, staying on track with that. Garoppolo, a lot of time, and that time ends. He's dropped again. Chris Jones came in, and he got the ball loose, too. O'Shea fires. O'Hearn out towards left field. Fair or foul heading for the wall. It dings off the pole, and it's a home run for Ryan O'Hearn. This guy is having an unbelievable season with the Orioles. A leadoff shot. And Poche has only given up three all season. But O'Hearn gets him here to take back the lead for three Orioles. He trusted it. And he did swing. Falco swung. Bautista does it again. And the Orioles take what has eluded them for so long. A series win at the trap and the O's are now 13 and 6 in the month of July a 5-3 final score as Baltimore takes 3 of 4 here at Tropicana Field dial 602-260-1060 that's 602-260-1060 or tweet the show at KDUSAM1060 and now here's your sports own guide Bob Kemp on KDUSAM1060 and welcome to the Monday, July 24th edition of the Sports Zone. Not just the news and scores, the news and scores with analysis. In today's Sports Zone, right here on KDUSAM 1060 and KSLUX HD2 100.7, the Diamondbacks, should they be less aggressive before the trade deadline after the 2-7 and seven road trip? Meanwhile, Saquon Barkley, will the Giants regret not signing him to a contract extension? ASU and the U of A football? What are your expectations in 2023? The Chiefs, when should they be concerned about Chris Jones's absence? 
He didn't show up for training camp, did not report, as expected. The second-place Rays, what's the level of urgency they add before the trade deadline? And what else caught your eye since our last show? Here's today's schedule lineup on the show, which is the most informative sports talk Monday through Friday. In moments, we have the introduction of today's pipeline. 9.15 or so, an NFL training camp preview. Eric Edholm scheduled to join us from NFL Media. 9.30, it'll be interactive action, 602-260-1060. And also the local roundup, that'll include Diamondbacks and Red Series analysis. Meanwhile, in the final segment of the Sports Zone, it'll be the national roundup. That will include from the MLB scoreboard. Then after the sports zone from 10 to noon, it's the extra point hosted by Kayla, including more phone call time at that point. On to the pipeline we go. Time for today's pipeline, where the host reveals the hot topics for discussion. And we begin with the KDUS poll question at KDUS1060.com. Today's question is, should the Diamondbacks be less aggressive before the August 1st trade deadline because of the 2-7 and seven road trip? And Kayla's here and has the early returns. Yes, leading the way here at 75% of the vote, no trailing at 25%. The Diamondbacks now 4-12 and 12 in their last 16 games. Over that span, they've gone from three games up on the Dodgers to four behind in the NL West. Arizona also now tie with the Giants for the final wild card spot in the National League. In addition to the poll question, what was most disturbing about the Diamondbacks 2-7 and seven road trip? The lack of offense, the oftentimes inexplicable base running, or the poor bullpen performance? I'll get into that in a little more detail at the bottom of the hour during the local roundup. Meanwhile, today's Twitter poll question, will the New York Giants regret not signing Saquon Barkley to a long-term contract? And Kayla, what's up here? Yes, leading the way, 58.8% of the vote, no trailing at 41.2%. This is on Twitter at KDUS AM 1060. Barkley, a franchise tag by the Giants, is one of many running backs not getting paid. That's the hottest topic around the NFL since last Monday's Trade deadline, or excuse me, tag deadline, extension day. We'll have much more on this and around the NFL in the next segment with Eric Edholm. Today, by the way, the first official day of the Sports Zone 2023 season preview. Uh, anything the uh, NFL strongly encouraged discussion, and uh, really through the Super Bowl, which, by the way, I looked it up this morning. This year is February 11th in Las Vegas. So once again, because of the extra week of the regular season, it's now the second week in February when the NFL season ends. Meanwhile, back on the local front, the uh, Pac-12 media, well, the the media day in Las Vegas uh, began last Friday at 8 a.m., and and I think it might have just ended a couple of minutes ago. Seriously, it ended like eight hours later. It ended yesterday, uh, Friday afternoon around 3, 3.30 hour time. Uh, what are you expecting? Uh, what are you expecting from ASU and the U of A? They were, by the way, picked to finish uh, 10th and 8th, respectively, by the Pac-12 media for the uh, the uh, Pac-12 season of 2023. All right, spanning the globe, back to the NFL. The Chiefs training camp began without difference, making defensive tackle Chris Jones who's unhappy with his contract situation. At what point should the uh, Chiefs be concerned about Chris Jones not being in training camp? 
Meanwhile, back to the uh, Major League Baseball world, the Orioles won three out of four. That's their final trip this season to Tampa, and the Orioles leave town with a two-game lead in the American League East. So uh, we're going to talk about the Rays here as far as a question. What's their level of urgency, or what should be their level of urgency, high, moderate, or low, regarding whether they need to add before the trade deadline? The Rays got off to that incredible start to the season now, not going so good. In fact, they've been baseball's worst team, worst team in the month of July, record-wise and certainly offensively. Also, in addition to all these excellent questions and topics, what else caught your eye since our last show? That's Pipeline for today. We'll get to all these tremendous topics and much more during today's sensational radio program. Anything else in your mind falls into the general discussion category. So whether it's for the Pipeline or a sports topic on your mind, 602 602- 260-1060, or you can tweet the show at KDUSAM1060 or twitter.com slash KDUSAM1060. Basically, the only rules are accuracy and objectivity. If you violate those rules, or if you're just simply bad, you will be the target of this. Coming up next, Corey, we'll have a news update. That'll be followed by an NFL training camp preview uh, to some extent. We'll cover some of the key issues going on around the league, heading into uh, camps, and some have already started. The rest of them, I believe they all start at some point this week. Uh, We'll cover as much as humanly possible in one segment with Eric Edholm from NFL Media. Once again, at the bottom of the hour, phone call time. General discussion, 602-260-1060. Plus the local roundup topped by some uh, Diamondbacks and Reds series analysis. Obviously, that's not going to be a a pretty analysis for the Diamondbacks as they get swept again in a three-game series on the road. Wasn't that long ago that the Diamondbacks were one of two teams in baseball that had not been swept this season in a series. By the way, the Orioles still haven't been swept. They're the last team that has not been swept in a series this year. You're listening to the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and KSLUX HD2 100.7. Check out the Doug Gottlieb Show, Monday through Friday, 1 to 3 p.m., right here on KDUS AM 1060. Welcome back to the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and KISS Lux HD2 100.7. You're home to the Dan Patrick Show, live Monday through Friday from 6 to 9 a.m. NFL training camps are opening throughout this fine land of ours. Out to the KDUS online we go for more of uh, the top storylines and uh, whatever else we can come up with uh, during camp. Uh, we're now joined the Sports Zone by Eric Edholm of NFL Media. Eric, it's good to have you on the show. Let's start with the big topic here in the last week or so. Uh, the running back position certainly has dominated the last headlines after the franchise tag deadline day a week ago today. Should the Giants have at least considered uh, extending uh, Saquon Barkley's contract, and do you think they're maybe at some point going to regret they haven't done that? I'm going to say no, and not just to be contrarian or, or you know, I, I promise I'm not anti-running back. I love running backs. I love the run game, but we have to also look at the market and what uh, the current economics are in the NFL, which is this position hasn't held, you know, serve along with the other ones since the the ratification of a new CBA. You just look at the trends in in 
for agency, and, and they, they all kind of work against the running backs. And there are a handful of exceptions. You know, we've seen in recent years guys like Derrick Henry, Christian McCaffrey, you know, a few others who've signed big deals. And, you know, that number's very small. You can count on them in, on, you know, less than two hands. And it, it's going to be that way until running backs sort of force the issue and hold out and do whatever measures they need to take to, to protect themselves. And it sounds like they're kind of collectively – you know, uh, teaming up here to try to do what they can. Ultimately, it's going to be fruitless, though. I mean, in, until teams decide that this is an indispensable position or, you know, there are players who feel such a big value on their team or they're close to a Super Bowl. Those are the kind of things that can kind of put a comp out in the market, you know, and get people, you know, more thinking along those lines. But I will say the run game cycling back into the league, we saw – Great numbers running the football last year. Some of that's the quarterbacks. But, you know, the run game's still important. Teams aren't willing to pay, you know, what those backs think they're worth individually. Josh Jacobs, uh, he was in the Raiders facility. Uh, he was in the parking lot, actually, outside the facility. Uh, you know, thinking he might get a contract extension last week, but that didn't happen. Barkley and Jacobs if they miss extended periods of training camp, when exactly does that become a big deal for this season for those teams and, you know, I guess specific, specifically for those players too, but for those teams? I don't know that it's that big a deal. I really don't. I mean, in the case of Barkley, let's, let's put him, I didn't quite finish, you know, I, I didn't quite get to the point that I was wanting to get to, which is my own fault, but, you know, he did turn down a pretty sizable offer. Um, and, you know, there's there's been a little bit of an agent switch there. And, uh, you know, I mean, I felt like they had pretty good money. This is a player that the Giants didn't draft. Neither was Daniel Jones. They were kind of compelled to, you know, at least partially clamp down both of them this offseason. So, you know, you can understand the situation they're put in. Obviously, the, the Raiders regime, same situation in that they didn't draft. Uh, you know, either Derek Carr or, or Josh Jacobs, for that matter. They've let Carr go. They're now kind of, you know, holding their their place with Jacobs. And you're right, there was some hope that maybe it could get done. I thought it was pretty faint hope. Um, and I suspect that this will be the final year he plays for the Ravens. But if they miss camp, you know, I mean, okay, great chance to see what Eric Gray can do in New York. Great, You know, it's a great chance to see what, Demir White can do in, in Las Vegas, and those guys probably weren't getting many preseason carries anyway. So, as long as they show up in shape, ready to go for Week One, I think the Giants and Raiders shouldn't be too upset. Okay, same type of thing here, but a different position. Yeah, you know, Chris Jones not in uh, the start of the uh, Chiefs camp. You know, a lot of defensive tackles got paid uh, and got uh, raises in the offseason. Jones wasn't one of them. What's the level of urgency for the Chiefs and Jones uh, before he makes an appearance? Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously it, it helps kind of soften the blow a little bit coming off the Super Bowl win and, and these sorts of things happen and Chris Jones is a, a tremendous piece for the Chiefs. I still think in some ways he's underrated in some regards. You know, everything that he kind of does for them. He can play the edge. He can play inside. You know, he's, a, he's a, a quality pass rusher for such a big man, demands extra attention. So, there's you know, he's clearly the centerpiece along with Nick Bolton and a couple other guys of this very capable Chiefs defense. I wouldn't say it's an amazing group, but, you know, they have enough forces to kind of keep it together. Should be considered among the, the favorites to win the Super Bowl this year. And so, 
you know, on the one hand, there's obviously pressure on the Chiefs to, to get something done. But if he's truly asking for $30 million a year, you have to, you know, you don't just say, okay, here's a blank check and there you go. Everything's fine. I mean, the, I believe Aaron Donald's the only one north of $30 million right now per year among defensive players. I think that includes safeties, corners, linebackers, et cetera. So, you know, that's, that's a big, big investment on a team that had to trade its number one receiver in, in Tyreek Hill. Obviously, it worked out, but, you know, Patrick Mahomes is going to be taking up a large percentage of the cap for, you know, as long as he's a chief, basically. So, there are some considerations here. I mean, I think if he come, if they if they settle north of, I think T.J. Watt would be the second best paid defensive player. I think if they can get a dollar more than him, or you know something close to that, mm-hmm. that that's most likely going to get it done. I don't know that he gets north of thirty, but we'll see. Eric at home of NFL Media curling the sports zone. Uh, you know, kind of the flip of this is, uh, you know, let's go to the offensive line. You know, Zach Martin threatening to hold out and uh, at least and sit out the start of camp. Uh, what's your take on what's his situation? Yeah, I mean, obviously with the Cowboys, you know, there's pressure every year. But I think this year, especially given that, you know, the Kellen Moore situation, he's off to L.A. now. He wasn't asked back. Mike McCarthy's kind of reclaiming the offense. There's. Uh, you know, a, a Dallas defense that I would argue is Super Bowl quality, you know, right up there amongst some of the better units in the league. You know, you have Tony Pollard ready to break out, you hope, coming off an injury. But still, you know, he looked terrific last year. He's now the the unquestioned guy there. Seem to have more depth at receiver. I mean, everything's in place. I know that people are talking Eagles and 49ers, other teams in the NFC, but I'd argue this is a Super Bowl team. And so, you know, again, you're in the Chiefs situation, except you haven't won one. That's where Dallas finds themselves at. And, and, you know, Zach Martin's the Chris Jones of offensive linemen, I think. So he's, he's that right, good. Right. I don't mean, he's not getting $30 million a year. But it's, you know, it's a little bit of a different situation, I think, with, you know, sort of similar components, I guess. So, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll sweat it out. And they have Tyler Smith who can play guard if need be. But, yeah, you don't want this thing – lasting into the season by any means it's one of the best interior linemen in football okay last contract thing at least for today justin herbert and or his representation they threatened to have a hold in at chargers training camp <laughs> how does this apparent dispute end yeah i don't know that's a good question obviously the the two i think most interesting i mean you could say Tua tonga by is in that in that discussion too but Given his injury situation, you can understand why there hasn't been, apparently, you know, at least to the naked eye, a lot of movement on that front. But Herbert and Joe Burrow, I mean, two of the bright, shining stars at the quarterback position, two guys who I think, you know, in the right spot could get their team to a Super Bowl. We've already seen Burrow do it once, and, and yet both play for cash 14. And... You know, when Mahomes signed his big deal with the the Chiefs or Josh Allen or, or, or Lamar Jackson with the Ravens, that money gets put into escrow. And I think people say, like, well, what does the cash mean? You know, why, why do you have to worry about cash? Well, you have to have that money up front and say it's going into an account. It will go to you over time. That's the rules stipulated by the NFL. And, you know, the Bengals and, and Chargers and Raiders and a couple others aren't 
always capable of doing these big money deals. So, you know, this really does put them in a tough spot. There's only so much I think they can do in terms of the length of a deal, the total amount of money. They might have to go a higher percentage guaranteed if they end up getting this thing figured out. They obviously have mechanisms in place, exclusive cap, you know, tag and all that. You know, they have time, but, you know, this is, you like getting these things done sooner rather than later. Um, But this is obviously kind of a passive aggressive approach by Herbert. He's going to be there, but there's also the question of how much is he going to contribute while he's staging this, this hold in, if you will. All right, so let's move to some quarterback injuries. You know, Brock Purdy's situation in San Francisco. How soon before they would decide on their starting quarterback situation? Yeah, I think they can take this thing all the way up to, you know, the third preseason game or leading up to week one where they can fully decide, all right, look, you know, we need to start Trey week one, maybe week two. Fine, we'll do it that way. I don't think they're worried about, we have to rush Brock back and get him ready for week one at all costs. They still have Sam Darnold. I know that's not the most exciting name in football, but, you know, they, they've been sort of talking him up. There's some pressure on Trey to take a step forward. There are, what, three NFL starts. We've barely seen him. Hasn't been a whole lot to, to hang our hats on yet. He's in a, in a truly unique situation, given where he was picked and how much they gave up. So, you know, I think they, even though they've talked all summer, the 49ers have kind of said, look, Brock's making tremendous progress. Everything's going well. You know, they, they don't need to put this thing on, on hyperdrive. And they can kind of make sure their guy is ready. And if that's week three or something like that, great. If it's week one, terrific. But don't, don't, don't mess this thing up, even with, with uh, four quarterbacks in camp. All right, so former San Francisco quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo's had an interesting offseason with the injury situation. He passed the physical with the Raiders. That seemed to be news yesterday. Was there concern that he wasn't going to pass that physical? They had to redo the deal initially. If you remember, there was a delay. You know, their reports came out. He's going to sign with the Raiders. And then all of a sudden, they weren't introducing him. And people were saying, well, do we get to talk to the guy? Well, they had to delay it to kind of change the language because basically at the time of the signing, he would not have uh, uh, passed the physical. So, you know, that's required of every NFL contract unless you write in a line saying we're waiving that now. So, yeah, there was some some breath holding, and all of a sudden people are questioning the the Raiders' approach here a little bit. Did you know he was was having surgery? Did you know he was rehabbing? You know, what didn't you know, and and, and what can we out of a guy who's been known for you know some, some ailments in recent years so i the answer is i i really don't know are we going to end up seeing aiden o'connell this year is brian hoyer going to be uh put ahead of him on the list so i you know is, is jimmy going to play 17 games who the heck knows it's, it's kind of like Tua. you just say it would be great you know i'd love to see what he could do but at this stage given everything they've you know, they've gone through the last couple of years. I mean, Jimmy's got to be considered you know, among the more injury-prone quarterbacks out there, even even though he's played well when he's when he's had the ball. Talking with Eric Edholm from NFL Media. 
All right, the Jets' hard knock season debut is going to be on uh, August the 8th. Uh, other than Aaron Rodgers, what are you most looking forward to uh, watching hard knocks in August and early September? Yeah, I mean, Brees Hall was off to you know offensive rookie of the year start, and he's uh, coming back. And obviously his teammate Garrett Wilson uh, ended up kind of stealing the award from him. But both players are, are tremendous young stars in the making, I think, and you know how ready they are to – compete this season is going to be a big part of it you know obviously Aaron has an interesting sort of cast of, of his former Green Bay guys there including Nathaniel Hackett who had the kind of disastrous turn as a head coach with Denver and you know can, can he kind of be the the perfect middleman if you will between you know how Robert Salaz run things and how Aaron likes to run his offense I think that you know they'll be good for each other help kind of revive each other's careers a little bit. So seeing that dynamic and, and Nathaniel Hackett's a he's a neat guy. I know he didn't do well in Denver, but uh, I think he's got a unique perspective on coaching and offense football and uh he'll be a fun guy to, to hear talk a little bit too. And you know, Soft Gardner, I mean, for as much of a name as he's made for himself and off coming off a tremendous rookie year, I feel like he's just starting to kind of become the household name and the face, you know, somebody that we recognize as one of the young stars in the NFL. So, I, you know, this could end up being a real showcase for a guy like Sauce who, you know, is, I think, becoming on his way to becoming one of the best defensive backs in, in the NFL. Dalvin Cook uh, remains unsigned. Obviously, he was a late release in Minnesota. Uh, you know, why is he still unsigned, and what do you think is the best landing spot for him? He wants a lot of money. You know, kind of back to what we talked about at the top, which is, you know, guys wanting – you know, to be paid what they're worth. And you look, boy, apples to apples, yards for yards. Why are wide receivers getting paid so, you know, out of whack compared to running backs when, you know, a lot of backs are, are more consistent yard gainers, even if it's less per touch and all that. So, yeah, I think he's looking to be the guy. And if not, he wants to be paid pretty darn well to be the 1B, if you will. Maybe it's somewhere strange like New England. Maybe it's not Miami. Maybe it's Buffalo. You know, we've heard all four NF or AFC East teams are interested. I, it wouldn't be shocking if it's a little bit of a out-of-left-field team, given that, you know, the Hopkins thing didn't go the way we expected necessarily. could maybe see a surprise one-year offer, an incentive-lative thing. So I don't know how it's going to work out. Lastly, uh, what are some other training camp uh, issues and storylines, preseason and training camp, that we should pay attention to? Well, we mentioned the Dolphins and Tua, and, and, he, and they're one of those teams that I think people have kind of slept on a little bit, and I've, I've been guilty of it too. I didn't include them in my top 10 most talented rosters, top to bottom. I think they were like 11 or 12 when I when I did the final tallies and kind of added everything up. But you keep Tua healthy. You know, you, you get some of those young players like Austin Jackson at, at right tackle and, um, you know, some of the young defenders like Jalen Phillips, that they really kind of step forward a lot of talent on that roster you know they bring in Vic Fangio and Jalen Ramsey to help the defense out that's going to go a long way I think and yeah I mean to his health is the biggest thing and they they could be merged from a very good AFC East I would say the other one's the Browns I mean you know the whole Deshaun Watson story last year the pressure on Stefanski now I I think they're going to be a good football team but again getting out of that division I think the North is also very good top to bottom so those are a couple teams I've got my eye on. 
Okay, Eric, lastly, what do you got coming up uh, that people can read, and how can they uh, read it? Yeah, I've got some uh, a couple. I just finished off the uh, uh, East and North uh, training camp reports. I've got a story that I'm kind of a fun story I'm working on. I'll keep it under my hat for right now, but in the next week or two should have that out and also have some uh, look at some veterans who are possibly, you know, competing for their jobs, if you will, in camp because there are a few name players that, that may have to, uh, to do just that. Good stuff, Eric. Always a pleasure talking to you. Glad the season's here. <laughs> all right. Take it easy. All right. Eric at home, NFL Media. Read all his stuff at NFL.com. And uh, you know, we'll start our NFL team previews of all 32 teams uh, on Wednesday. We'll include a Cardinals preview in the uh, Thursday sports zone with Howard Balls. Of course, Cardinals start training camp on thir- – well, they start their first practices on Thursday. They're supposed to report tomorrow. More on that, the Cardinals reporting the training camp in the next segment. And also phone call time in the next segment, 602-260-1060. Some local roundup, obviously uh, – not a good weekend, not a good road trip, pretty much a disastrous road trip for the Diamondbacks and uh, ended with a thud, losing all three games in Cincinnati against the Reds, who quite frankly were playing uh, not great before that series. Uh, the Reds had only won two of their previous seven games uh, before they got a hold of the Diamondbacks over the weekend. And now the Reds and the Brewers uh, start a series tonight. Uh, more on that in the uh, final segment of this hour but next segment local roundup and phone call time if you want to jump aboard general discussion 602-260-1060 feel free to interrupt at any point if you like once again 602-260-1060 you're listening to sports zone with bob kemp on kdus am 1060 and kslux hd2 100.7 your morning drive just got a little better. The Dan Patrick Show is live weekday morning starting at 6 exclusively on KDUS AM 1060. It's time for today's local roundup. And welcome back to the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on this Monday on KDUS AM 1060 and KSLUX HD 2 100.7. In addition to the local roundup, it is phone call time to the KDUS hotline 602 602- 260-1060. If you want to get in, feel free to interrupt at any point. It is general discussion. All right, on to today's local roundup. The Diamondbacks, they've lost uh, 12 of their last 16 games, and uh, they're barely, uh, you know, basically avoiding falling out of the wild card, uh, the top side, the good side of the wild card standings right now. The Diamondbacks finished 2-7 and seven on the post-All-Star break road trip to Toronto, Atlanta, and Cincinnati. They were swept in consecutive weekend series at Toronto and at Cincinnati. One of our uh, pipeline questions today, what was most disturbing about the 2-7 and seven road trip, the lack of offense, the off times, inexplicable base running, or the bullpen performance? Uh, you know, all three were unacceptable, but in order, I would say base running, bullpen, and offense – the base running was awful from game one of the trip at Toronto, and it was awful in game nine of the trip yesterday against Cincinnati. Marte and Walker just thrown out for just bonehead ideas and decisions on the bases. They can't afford to be giving up outs right now because of the offense, which I'll get to here in a minute. Meanwhile, the bullpen ineffective in eight of the nine games. Eight of the nine. 
The lone exception was Tuesday night when Kevin Ginkle struck out the side in the ninth inning to get the save against the Braves that particular night. Christian Walker and Lourdes Gurriel Jr. are having bad months. Walker is hitting 172 with nine runs batted in and 19 strikeouts and 58 at-bats. Gurriel in July hitting 180. He has seven extra base hits and seven runs batted in and 65 plate appearances. They cannot afford those two guys probably even at uh, any time, but it's certainly collectively both of them slumping. Then they have uh, almost no chance to produce runs because those guys are run-producing spots in the lineup. Saturday's 4-2 loss included the, uh, uh, I guess, Act 3 of the uh, Brandon Fott season at the major league level. Uh, After he loaded the bases with nobody out to begin the game, Fott then rallied to retire the next 16 hitters before he allowed three consecutive solo home runs in the sixth innings. Sixth inning, excuse me. Only it's not a plural thing. It's a sixth inning. Uh, The optimistic view is that Fott was effective for multiple innings. The pessimistic view is the dude can't keep the ball in the park. He's allowed 12 home runs in just 31 and two-thirds innings. His earned run average at the major league level is 881. Now, from the Cincinnati side of things, the Reds have two rookies with Arizona Connections. Matt McLean, you heard at the top of the show with the highlight. He hit the grand slam on uh, Friday night. He was actually a first-round pick by the Diamondbacks in 20, uh, excuse, 2018. He was 25th overall. Uh, he instead opted to play college baseball at UCLA. Then after his excellent career there, he was a 17th pick overall, first-round pick again, this time at the Reds in 2021. He obviously has done a nice job, and I know that the Reds have some heralded rookies. I watch the Reds on a daily basis, and I've watched him you know, very closely over the last two or three weeks. Matt McClain is the Reds' best rookie player. He knows how to play baseball. He's good uh, you know, offensively and tremendous defensively. He should be playing shortstop every day, but for some inexplicable reasons, he's playing second base sometimes. Meanwhile, uh, his Reds teammate, Christian Encarnacio Strand, he actually played college baseball some of you know, at Yavapai in Prescott. Uh, he was actually the Arizona Junior College Player of the Year his last year at Yavapai, so some Arizona connections there. Up next for the Diamondbacks, they play home tonight. Uh, first game at home tonight since July the 9th, by the way. They face the 44-56 and 56 Cardinals. The Cardinals won the first game of their four-game series against the Cubs at Wrigley Field on Thursday night. Then they got swept over the weekend, so they enter with a three-game losing streak. Once again, John Mazalock, their general manager, um, I don't know if he actually had a press conference to say this. Somebody at least quoting him, or uh, he, he's they're they're open for business in St. Louis. Yeah, he he did have a press conference after the All Star break and said that. Yeah, he reiterated that to somebody, and, and I apologize, I don't have the source there on who he uh, you know, where I got that story, but it was everywhere yesterday, so I should have figured it out somewhere. But uh, yeah, they're they're looking to make uh, make some deals. However. Remember that Arenado and Goldschmidt have uh, no trade clauses, and it seems like they still want to build around those two guys moving forward after this season. It's a scheduled pitching matchup. It looks like the Diamondbacks for a second straight day are going to go with a bullpen game. I saw Kyle Nelson listed as a starter, at least on one website. 
Adam Wainwright is actually still on the injured list right now for St. Louis. He's listed at least a couple of places to be their starting pitcher tonight. Uh, because of that, I didn't even see a number in Vegas a couple hours ago for this game because of the uh, uh, undetermined or officially still to be announced starting pitchers. Wainwright has had an amazing career. He's actually been pretty good the last two years. This year he's been terrible. A 7.67 or run average. He's been on the injured list with a pitching uh, shoulder injury, right shoulder injury. And so he's expected, apparently, to be activated and pitched tonight. Meanwhile, around the uh, National League West, the Dodgers and the Giants both lost on Sunday. The Dodgers lost 8-4 to four to Texas, but the Dodgers won two out of three. Uh, in all three of their series against the uh, on the road against the, you know, they, they beat the Mets two out of three last weekend. Uh, then they beat the, uh, first, the now in first place Orioles. They beat them two out of three at Baltimore, and then they won two out of three against the first place uh, uh, Rangers this past weekend. Meanwhile, the Giants, uh, you know, they were be- baseball's best road team in their previous 25 road games. They got swept over the weekend at last place, Washington. Uh, that's the first time in two seasons that Washington has swept any series, home or road. Uh, but that happened to the Giants, and that includes Saturday when Giants ace Logan Webb got blasted. He was out of the game in the second inning, in fact. The Giants uh, begin a series tonight. Uh, actually, I'm sorry, they play a one game. This uh, yeah, It's a April 16th. Uh, rain out postponement makeup game tonight at uh, Detroit. So one game for the Giants at Detroit, then they go home after their now 10-game road trip. National League West standings, the Dodgers uh, sitting with 41 losses, the Diamondbacks and the Giants all the way down to 46 losses. So five back in the loss column on that. Also in today's local roundup, Cardinals are scheduled to report to training camp on Tuesday. Buda Baker expected to report. Uh, despite uh, obviously uh, you know his uh, his you know, wishes for a trade request, you know that, that we've talked about for months. That actually happened in February. Uh, we didn't know about it until like March, but uh, maybe even may, you know, maybe even April. But anyway, that happened. He's expected to report. However, I haven't seen anywhere that says that just because he's reporting that he's going to participate. So let's see if that happens. Maybe I just missed that. I don't think so. Yeah, his agent actually came out and said he was going to report like uh, you know a couple of weeks ago, and I clearly went through everything his agent supposedly said, and he never said, to my knowledge, that he was going to actually participate in training camp. So I don't know if that's going to be another sit-in at training camp. I'm there, but I'm not participating like Justin Herbert. We talked about that in the last segment with Eric Edholm. Uh, that appears to be definitely the case with Herbert in Los Angeles. Meanwhile, the Suns, of course, they traded Mikel Bridges and Cam Johnson, uh, among other things, to acquire Kevin Durant. Apparently, uh, Team USA thinks a lot of those two guys because they're both been named uh, to the uh, Team USA roster in this summer's 2023 FIBA uh, World Cup, which begins, I think it's next month, but sometime here in the next uh, before the end of the summer, let's put it that way. Meanwhile, expectations low for ASU and U of A football. The Sun Devils and Wildcats picked to finish 10th and 8th, respectively, in the Pac-12 this season by the conference media. That was before last Friday's media day. The season win totals, 
uh, at most wagering locations have both the Sun Devils and Wildcats sitting at five. Uh, I can't make a case uh, for really, really to bet either over five, even though ASU getting to five uh, seems less likely than the U of A winning at least five games. All right, coming up next, we'll have a news update with Corey. That'll be followed by the conclusion of today's Sports Zone with the National Roundup. That'll include uh, some from the scoreboard. We'll start that off with the Orioles winning three out of four at Tampa against the Rays. Just two seasons ago, the Orioles were 1-18 for the season against the Rays. Yesterday concluded the uh, season series between those two teams in Tampa. So now Tampa is now chasing Baltimore. And with the reduced uh, division games this year, it's going to be tough, tougher for teams that are chasing division leaders because there's fewer division games from here on out for the rest of the season that we've seen in the past. For instance, uh, Cincinnati and Milwaukee after the next three days, when they play in Milwaukee, they don't play the rest of the year. So big deal between those two teams. And if you're doing the chasing, it's not to your advantage. The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings from 6 to 9 a.m. This is just uh, something I like to call breakfast. With big-name guests, timely sports information, and more on KTUS AM 1060. (laughs) It's time for today's National Roundup. Welcome back, final segment today's Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and KISS Lux HD 2 100.7. From the MLB scoreboard, the Orioles lead the AL East by two games. And uh, the Rays' urgency uh, to make moves at the trade deadline has certainly increased. I'd say it's high urgency at this point. Uh, the, uh, the Rays now 4-14 and 14 in the month of July. They have failed to win any of their last five home series. They've also, the Rays, averaged just 3.3 runs per game this month. That is the lowest run per game total of any team in baseball in the month of July. This is a team that seemingly couldn't make it out uh, the first couple of months of the season. On Sunday, Gunnar Henderson and Ryan O'Hearn homered as the uh, Orioles defeated the Rays 5-3 excuse me, to take three out of four in that series. The Orioles started the month, now they were down six and a half games behind Toronto. They now have a two-game lead after winning for the 12th time in 15 games in the month of July. Also, is the first time that Tampa Bay has lost a home series to the Orioles since June of 2017. Meanwhile, the Braves uh, have won two out of three. They won two out of three. It was an extremely well-played, exciting, fun series to watch at Milwaukee. Ozzie Albies hit a three-round homer in the eighth inning yesterday. The Braves won 4-2 in the final game of that series. Albies' 23rd home run of the season uh, came one day after Devin Williams struck out Albies with the bases loaded to end the uh, 4-3 Brewers victory on Saturday night. Albies had actually been 0-for-16 before he hit the home run yesterday. Uh, In addition to that, Milwaukee lost two out of three to the Braves, as I mentioned in that series. So their lead now is a half game over the Reds. The Reds, of course, beat Arizona earlier in the day, uh, as we mentioned in the last segment. The Brewers and Reds open a three-game series tonight in Milwaukee. 
Uh, and that uh, is the final series this season between the Brewers and the Reds. The first, It's the third time that the Brewers and Reds have played in the last three weeks, by the way. So they're done after this, uh, at least against each other, after this series. The uh, Braves, the Max Fried thing, it just kind of continues to linger. Now they say he's expected to make a rehab start for AAA Gwinnett on Wednesday. So, you know, he was supposed to maybe pitch last week against the Diamondbacks. He pitched another rehab start. And now he's got another one. So we'll see what happens. Meanwhile, the Braves did make a trade this morning. They uh, added relief pitcher Pierce Johnson from the Rockies. The trade deadline is a week from tomorrow. Also from uh, Rip from the Headlines slash from the Wire, the the Rangers placed uh, Corey Seager on the injured list again, uh, second time this season. Uh, he suffered a right sprain, a sprain, right thumb strain, uh, sprain. Excuse me, right thumb sprain. Uh, foolish, just a you know, bad baseball IQ play. They're down four runs in the eighth inning. There was an overthrow at first base on a ground ball. He was safe. Then he tried to go to second, and he drove head first. You know me and my head first slides. It's just why I don't understand. More guys get hurt doing this than seemingly anywhere else. He slid headfirst into second base, four runs down in the eighth inning also. So it was kind of a double, not baseball, not good baseball IQ move in two ways. Uh, that was on uh, on uh, you know, Friday night in the loss against the Dodgers. Placed on the injured list yesterday. He's been sensational when he has played this year, Seager. But unfortunately, he's now been out twice. Uh, really quick through the grapevine, one thing to talk about right now, uh, the Mets uh, reportedly, excuse me, the uh, Giants are one of many teams uh, trying to find at least a strike a deal with the Mets regarding Justin Verlander. Now, Verlander has a no-trade clause in his contract. Uh, his contract also runs through last year, includes an option for 2025, so there's all kinds of obstacles if anybody's going to trade for Justin Verlander. All right, that's it for the Sports Zone today. Stay tuned. tuned. Next two hours will be the Extra Point hosted by Kayla. More phone call time. This has been the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp. Thanks for listening.